0: Hey everyone, this is Greg, your host of Goddamn GameCube. Thank you for tuning in to Season 2. All episodes in this season were conducted virtually over the internet because of the coronavirus pandemic, so please excuse any audio glitches or oddities you may hear during these episodes. Thank you and enjoy.
1: Hello everyone, welcome back to your favorite podcast ever, Goddamn GameCube. The best goddamn video game podcast there is.
0: We're Sound continue- more enthused, right? We work hard on this, don't we?
1: <laughs> this is speak here for yourself. Oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> no, it's it's funny because we're actually talking about like one of my favorite games of all time right now. We are continuing our Halo retrospective with Halo Two, and holy shit, boys! Uh, I, I I could not be more elated to to get into this because. I've 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 played this game more than almost any other, maybe more than any other. One of those games like it's like it's The Majora's Mask where the development was absolute misery and in their misery and ambition they created a near masterpiece. And that and I'm going to stick to those words because I it's it's one of those things where I don't think people have really absorbed how fucking good it is like all the little things and the way they add up and and all the successes and it was originally meant to conclude the series and if only because it's all downhill from here (laughs) (laughs) i just want to talk about what happened was you had all these little different cells of teams not talking to each other and the director was burned out. He left to work on another project that didn't come to fruition, and so it it was hellish. And the the innovation that I speak of, uh, especially with this game, is with respect to the matchmaking element and how hugely influential it was in console gaming. Literally, like they were for for the the cell that was working on the multiplayer element. I believe uh, they were talking with Microsoft about Xbox Live and how they were gonna make that a success. And literally what happened was some people at Microsoft were like, okay, so Halo came out in 2001. Okay, get the sequel out for 2002. And they're like, that's impossible. Like for, for to improve the game to a point where, cause Xbox Live I believe launched uh, fall 2002. And they the executives at Microsoft took a vote amongst the, the, the higher ups whether or not to force Bungie to rush the game out in two thousand two. And I cannot imagine that timeline. I think someone like threatened to quit or something and it and they, they bought them another couple of years. But in terms of matchmaking, I don't like like It's incredible how so many games that I play now, probably mostly because of player base, but it's just not as... Because so few games were doing what Halo 2 was doing at the time, where everyone who was playing on Xbox was playing Halo 2. Um, So the matchmaking experience for me was super duper smooth um, in terms of finding people who are my same skill level and and feeling like I had a fair shot. They had a significant cheating problem uh, for the life of the game, I want to say, um, which significantly got better over time. But uh, Nick, you played a lot of it, didn't you? Uh,
2: not online, actually. Not for really? most of its lifetime. Um, I, I didn't have Xbox Live uh, until I got a 360. um so i i really came into the online for halo with halo 3 um i did play online at a friend's house or at friend's houses so i had a little bit of experience with that and of course they would match make with my friends some of whom were not as good as me some were better so i had an inconsistent experience sometimes i would get my ass handed to me sometimes i would find that it was a good challenge and sometimes i would just like wipe the floor with people but um I never had a significant encounter with, like, cheaters. Um, I just remember the actual online online experience being, you know, I mean, nothing short of incredible, because I never played anything else online before that, but then when Xbox Live came around, I would play Raven Shield and... um, Or Rainbow Six 3, as it was known by itself on Xbox, and Halo 2, and then on 360 was really when I came into it. But, yeah, Halo 2 was... Like nothing I'd ever experienced before, because I was like, I'm playing online on a console. This is yeah. incredible.
1: Extremely, extremely sort of cutting edge, um, and I think as just as a result of their ambition, they actually like it. It wasn't as it did. They didn't um, get to implement all their intended feature. They were actually originally going to have a kind of a firefight or war zone uh, mode that they just didn't have time to implement. Um, and it's still like even going because I have the the, the Master Chief collection on PC now and going back and playing those it's just like for some reason this one feels so comfortable to me Um, I think in terms of the movement speed and the way the weapons work um, I think it's it's still a joy to play this um, online and I mean it really can't be overstated how messy the development cycle was what you saw as you were leading up to it, because I didn't, I wasn't actually on board until Halo 2 came out. I caught up, I played Halo 1 first, and then Halo 2 shortly after it came out. But I, I remember looking back, everyone was really hyped about the famous E3 demo, which has features in it that still have yet to be implemented to this day, because it was all, we didn't know it at the time, obviously, but it was all very fudged. Like it, it, they made it look like you could do all these things, and they only were able to implement some of them. Um, in terms of the the biggest new features of this game are the uh, dual wielding, which is it's um, a significant number of weapons. You got a, a good a good chunk of them can be dual wielded um one held in each hand and they they have the kind of it's it feels very like in the same way that the vehicles felt unusually natural um in the first game this feels a lot more fluid than it should be because um, i remember when they when call of duty first started implementing the akimbo weapons it felt very like i'm picking up two weapons now and like I'm putting them down at the same time. And this one, it feels like, oh, I can I can flip open, you know, I can grab a plasma pistol, I can interchange, I can swap them out. It feels great.
2: Yeah, um, I remember, like, when, you know, there were people... There are haters for everything. And I remember one of the yeah. things that, like, on the forums and stuff you would see, especially, like, the haters on Halo, would be like, oh, your game has dual wielding as if that's, like, some big feature? Well, look at all these other shooters that have dual wielding. And it's like... Yeah, but it's always the same gun. Like, you play like Red Faction 2, and you can dual wield the pistols or the submachine guns or whatever. This is like, it is built into the combat mechanics of the game. So it's like, now they can throw new challenges at you and new situations that they wouldn't do to you in Combat Evolve, because now they know it's like, hey, maybe instead of going into this room with a battle rifle and a shotgun, go in with a plasma pistol and a submachine gun knock that dude shields down gun him down with the subject you know the smg and it's like yeah there's so many possibilities Changes that that opens up one of the first things that you see at the end of cairo station the first level is you know cortana says there's a lot of elites you might want to get creative and it's like right. you encounter elites that are dual wielding so it's encouraging you like hey pick up a different weapon try something you know yeah and um. they they try to get you to do that
1: that is the one, the one uh, fatal flaw of the the anniversary remake is that that for some reason, because of the way the game is built, the enemies can't dual wield. Which I, I guess modders are are taking a crack at now. I believe um, they
2: actually patched it since then because I was playing it last night. and oh, I'm Pretty yeah. sure an elite had two needlers.
1: Okay. But, um, well, that's that's fair, At first, that, yeah. That's at fantastic. First it was broken. Yeah. The, the uh because that changes the enemies as well if they have you know they have the double the capacity it, it, it kind of like i don't know it just adds so many different factors yeah. um and the other thing i was going to mention that was huge about that demo was the boarding um, which is new to i mean it just makes the vehicles feel even more kind of you know integrated um, where you can board a ghost you know just kick the driver off or if it's a tank can jump on you just punch the driver to death
2: or you throw a grenade (laughs) in there it just feels great and they could board Um, you too which adds an element of you know anti-infantry you have to think about it now because now it's not like oh screw him whatever it's like no that elite can rip me out of this thing it's okay the banshee just splattering
1: people and now you have to worry that someone can jump on and, and kick you out of it yeah um so that's... I mean, those are the significant changes. Um, there was obviously a lot more that they planned. I mean, the scale of that battle in that demo is absurd. Um, and I think to this day, they haven't yet implemented a jackal phalanx like they were trying to show off in that. And that was fucking cool. And they yeah. just have a big, like, shield wall, and they're just kind of... Just throw a grenade in there and kick their asses. Oh, man. It's so, it's so awesome, and I loved the way the city was designed in that demo. They made it look like a big tree. And I'm like, just bring yeah. that back. Now that we have the, the money to, to to create stuff like that, just start implementing some of these ideas that we couldn't at the time.
3: Yeah. I was so disappointed when uh, that level wasn't in the game. I, I, I thought that E3 demo was going to come to full fruition it's and we'd experience it yeah, firsthand.
1: Because uh, brutes are in that demo too, and they're not in the city in the game. They, yeah, they show yeah, them Dropping absolutely. down on you and kicking the guy out of the war dog and
3: stuff. It's awesome. And the uh, if I remember correctly, the the original um, like combat evolved covenant dropships are there as well. Oh, the I think spirits! So, yeah, the superior. Yep. Okay. Yeah.
1: The forks. Yeah. The spirits. The forks. The Come forks. On. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I remember. Um, being blown away by the, the, the new ability to board vehicles and, and be boarded. Like, oh, that's going to be a fun mechanic. I can't wait to, you know, I can't wait to play around with that when the game comes out.
1: It's just that ambition. It's like, it's there's, they, they wanted to do so much and they, they succeeded at so much.
2: Another thing um, from the demo to minor, like, weapon thing, is the battle rifle in that demo just, is semi is automatic. Say, yeah. um, it's not three-round burst. And they changed that to three-round burst in the regular game, but then in Halo Reach, they added the DMR, which is semi-automatic. Yeah,
1: the the battle rifle in that demo is, like, it it fucks. It's great. Yeah, (laughs) it does. I I wish we got that battle rifle. Yeah, because the DMR is cool, but it doesn't fire as fast, and it doesn't have that, like...
2: That's something. That, it mean, sounds better. The battle rifle just has that like trail off after it. Yes. It's like boom boom but then it like it trails off. It's oh, it's, yeah. it's good. I, I like mean, I, I I was I'm
1: getting ahead of myself with the weapons, but I think the battle rifle is like the the sound is the best in this game. It's like it's just such a bark. It's so fucking cool. It's we're, we're kind of become, become the bomb. iconic
0: weapon too, hasn't it? Yeah. Like cuz now I feel I feel like it them. kind of yeah. has what them. Because, like, now all the standard multiplayer modes are, like, Battle Rifle and this. Or yeah, that's, like, your point. standard loadout now. It's kind of become that. Yeah, that, it's
2: yeah, that was, like, the standard, like, the like your model when you're customizing your character, yeah. I think, hold, holds the Battle Rifle and stuff. Like, that was that became the Assault Rifle because they removed the Assault Rifle in two. Right. Um, and it's funny because I, I, I play in an ARMA group and we have a Halo mod that we play with. And the Battle Rifle... Is incredible in that the sound and like you can switch it from semi-auto to three-round burst it's my favorite weapon <laughs>
1: yeah i mean i it's think so i good. remember in the making of of because they I, I watched all like the old like dvds that came with the special edition and stuff and they were talking about how i mentioned in the in our previous episode about uh the pistol how overpowered it is and it kind of behaves more like a rifle and then in in this game they Which kind is of fine re <laughs> They, they reshuffle the hierarchy so that that rifle feels like that rifle, the SMG is, is your you know kind of lower lower power uh, close range weapon and the pistol is more or less useless.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like they, they, they really took the, those criticisms to heart, you know? I mean, you, yeah. you didn't have to nerf it that much. Maybe just make it just a little worse. I
1: give it a little, bo- a little more get up and go. I, it does look yeah. really cool though, I'll give it It's
2: that. only a good, like, execution weapon for, like, you take somebody's shields down and shoot them, or like the yeah.
3: drones and stuff. I, I remember it being a really good combo um, uh, with the SMG. Like, the SMG and the, the Magnum worked well yeah, together. The Magnum easy. on its own, completely useless.
2: <laughs> I will say the Halo Two Anniversary. The sounds, the Magnum sounds awesome.
1: Yeah. the sound
3: design and the sound design and the uh, the anniversary edition in general is like yeah. uh, out of this world.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, and this might be an unpopular opinion, but I, because I really, I do love the simplicity of the Halo One palette insofar as the weapons and vehicles, but I don't think. It gets, I don't, I think the additions in this game don't crowd it too much. I think they're no, they don't. all like, yeah, they're no. they, they pretty, we're not getting into like Halo 4 or 5 yet, but the, I feel like at that point you have like three weapons that do the exact same thing. And, and it's, I think they're differentiated enough in this game because you have, say like the sniper rifle and the beam rifle, there's still it's still a preferential kind of thing where you have a clip versus a battery with that can overheat um, and it's it's the same thing it's just like a like the they add a lot because you're spending a lot more time with the Covenant in this game they add a lot to kind of give them more world building and and I think a lot of the new additions are are great um, very impactful I mean because you saw the sword as a it has a failsafe in Halo One, so you can't use it. Um, and the fuel rod is the same thing. And now those are both in this game, and they they add a lot to just kind of the sandbox and the way that, that people play the game and play around with it. Um, the the Wraith you can drive now. The you know the Goss And
2: they also fill out lore-wise and sort of like world-wise the repertoire of these forces in a believable way. To where, like, you know, you think about, like, in real life, like, the military, they don't just have a Humvee with a 50 cal. They have, like, tow missiles, they got grenade launchers. Like, so you're going to see different variations of the same vehicle right. or whatever. So, like, when you see slight variations like the Goss hog or, you know, the transport ones they added later, like, it builds that world out yeah. in a meaningful way while also giving you meaningful gameplay changes.
3: I think it did a great job of uh, incorporating um, these new sandbox elements without making the game feel too convoluted. I also loved how, um, uh, in, you know, now that now you have for every human weapon, there's a covenant equivalent, basically. Yes.
1: No, yeah, and that not only the weapons, but there's there's little things because we're not the, the gameplay doesn't get too well. Actually, good point to bring up is that there is no health meter and uh, moving forward. I think uh, besides reach um, and yep. ODST, actually, um, this game, your all you have is your shields. Um, and just kind of a, a non-delineated um, amount of hits that you can take after your shield pops.
2: so there actually is a hidden health meter um, there's mods does. that actually display it so there is technically an indicator it's just dummied out that's but it's not nearly as you're not nearly as durable on this one as you are right. in the first one right
3: yeah. Which I think is- yeah I didn't know how to feel about that at first like there there were a lot of there were a lot of aspects to that game that were like really iffy to me at first. I'll, I'll be honest. When I when I first played it, I I didn't like it, just because I was so accustomed to the first game. Like that that game was was just my my perfect like everything you would possibly ever need in a game. And then Halo Two comes out, and it's just so different. And I uh, it it took me it it, it it took some time to to grow on me, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, wait till the end of this podcast, and you'll you'll come out a new man.
3: Well, you know, no, I mean I, I I've seen got say. I've I've seen the light now. Of, of, of course, especially now with the, with the uh, the anniversary edition, which pretty much took everything I I didn't, or I still didn't like about uh, the original and like fixed it or improved it for me. I have yeah, they...
2: come I've come around a lot on on Halo Two. Um, it originally actually I had it below three uh, in terms of like a lot of the gameplay stuff, um, just like how it wow. felt, especially on higher difficulties. But I mean over the years i've come around hard on it it's it's well, we, all, we
1: all know the legendary difficulty on this game is broken oh my god it's,
3: it's stupid like, <laughs> like i last time i tried it i i stuck uh, an elite with a plasma grenade and he lived yeah that's that shouldn't happen and um, like you you the marines take more bullets than you do it's yeah, stupid
2: that's the dumbest thing that's why i will never play these games on legendary except for the first one really it's anyway. like hard it's
3: like harder than it would be in real life yeah. I, I like the point of I'm like, supposed to be a super soldier. Why
2: are
1: these? Guys yeah. Be
3: better than exactly. Me? Well, cause I, I think like the point of like having like that tier of, of difficulty in a game is you want to make it as hard as it would be, like for real. Yeah. Like, sure. Well, I, well, I've heard Bungie say
1: the canon difficulty. What's? Yeah. I was
2: just,
3: yeah. gonna, say, say yeah, I was just yeah. gonna say I've heard Bungie
2: say that heroic is the canon difficulty. Yeah. But yeah. even yeah. heroic in Halo Two is a little much.
3: Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I think it's I think it's manageable
2: from a gameplay perspective, but when I look at it from like a lore perspective,
3: I'm like, are they really this squishy? I think, I think, I think Halo 1 is the only one that, like, nailed the legendary difficulty. Uh, yeah. Uh, Halo, Halo 2 and beyond, it's, it's just like, it's not even fun. Especially with co-op, where when one, one person dies, you both have to start over. But oh. like, It was such a fun mechanic to manipulate in, in the first game and, um, the third right. one onward. Like, wait for everybody to, to respawn. Yeah, like, you could, um, you, like, you would take turns, like, charging into a room. And, uh just mowing down as many enemies as you can before dying uh and then when you do die your friend all your friend has to do is just move far as far back enough as he needs to before you respond and then it's it's his turn he goes in kamikaze is himself and the, the cycle continues until all the enemies are dead and you both That's can, can do in the real military I've heard. can have died oh yeah <laughs> and they both tried to... and you both can have died as, as many times as as need be.
1: That's where where it's so easy. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah. So so in a, in a, I just want to uh, for for the uh, for the audience who doesn't know what we're talking about. Um, you in this game, um, they're very they're a lot more tucked away. You find these little uh, skulls that you can pick up, and they, they change the game in fundamental ways. Um, uh, most famously is the one where you shoot a grunt, and he, a bunch of confetti pops out, and you hear yay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's delightful. It's, I was it's playing very... last night. I was on the bridge in Metropolis with the Scorpion. When you get to yeah. the tunnel at the end, there's an elite running away, and I went to shoot him with the main gun. I fired, but, the, but a grunt ran out, and it auto-targeted his head.
3: So I heard boom! Yay! Yeah. it's, <laughs> Oh. I can I can only uh, have that skull on if I'm playing co-op or if I'm just like uh, diving into to a level like like not part of a straight playthrough of the game. Yeah, we're, not, like, we're not going for so, with the grunt birthday. Yeah, party. exactly. <laughs> it's, that's what I was gonna say. It's it's very immersion breaking. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's that's a fact. I mean, simple things, too, like uh, that in ordinary encounters that kind of change the way the game plays. Like, this is the introduction of the the sniper towers that they set up. Um, The fusion cores, like explosives on the map, were not a thing um, before now. Um, And the uh, the pelican uh, weapon drops, which are... They come and go in the series, but they're a welcome inclusion here. Because I was telling Greg we were playing one of the more recent games, and that's a great way if you're exploring, like, an alien environment, and most of the time you're kind of, like, picking up weapons, like alien weapons, um, it's a great way to re-inject the human. Like, you know, if you're not going to find dead Marines, it's a great way. Oh, well, I I got your sniper rifle here or whatever, rocket launcher. They can just drop it off. And I don't know why they don't use it more frequently as the series went on, but that was pretty cool. No, they, um, they would
2: rather just slaughter innocent redshirts that somehow were here before you, even though you're yeah. the first team there. They, like, they what? sent them in
1: first. <laughs> first boots on the ground. We need you to um,
2: go in and die so Master Chief can pick up your gun later. What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it's all part of the plan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, no, and they, uh, they,
1: they add a lot of new enemies, some new Covenant races. We have... We have the drones, which are the the flying bugs that are, are the most
3: just, annoying uh, enemy in all of they're Halo. They're so much, they're crazy. yeah, yeah. Uh, I've never had fun fighting them. I, but, you I, know. I
1: do just in the sense that they're not like the Prometheans, but we'll get to that.
0: Later. <laughs> oh, um, oh boy, like the Bionicles,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, the orange Bionicles. Um, no, the, I mean the drones are cool just from a you know, just to shake things up perspective. I like when they come over the rooftops and everything.
2: Um, yeah. I like when they ambush you in the tunnel, like when you're because they know you're gonna take that jump in the warthog or the ghost, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then right as you get to it, they're like, ah! Yeah, they, they can they can yeah. rip you out of your they can sleep. hijack you. That's right. Yeah. Oh, they can! I never knew well, that. Well, they can they can jump on and like punch you or whatever. They, they can't like, drive. it. They can't drive okay, the ghost. <laughs> the bug can't drive a. ghost. They probably could though. They got like four arms or six arms. They could probably do it. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. So
1: them and and uh the introduction and I would argue the best appearance of the brutes is in this game yes the, the enormous gorilla-like creatures um, they're terrific they really shake up uh Return the gameplay um they're they're just completely unrestrained in this game um very very like if you kill a, a certain amount of them like if there's only one left they'll just go berserk and just just keep hitting you until one of you dies <laughs>
3: yeah, they, don't, they don't really they don't berserk that way in the later games do they I think um...
1: yeah, just they do a sumo stance and they're like, I'm going to
2: get you. <laughs> I actually watched a video. Um, there's this channel. Uh, I think it's Slip Entertainment or something. Yeah. Right? There yeah, was that- some that- channel. They do a bunch of like Halo one enemy type. Like like they'll take all the elites from across the franchise or all the brutes oh, and, yeah, and put, put them put in a thing and make other? them fight. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like the Halo two brutes, I believe, like we're just like destroying the others because their aggression is so much higher.
1: Oh, yeah, they, than the others,
2: scary. because Quiet. they had yeah, to they, make they, them behave more like elites later on, because they replaced right. the elites. So yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. Yeah.
1: I, right? I think I I think that's that's something that, um, they should really try to kind of like, they, they showed that not to get too far ahead, but but in the the trailer for Infinite is kind of still, the Craig means aside, I think they're still leaning a little bit too much towards because now elites are enemies again. Yeah. I think they're, they're the brutes should have a little bit more of a bestial nature to them. Like their their armor should just be like hanging off them awkwardly, and you know they just should reoccupy their niche,
2: kind of put them back where they were. Because yeah, I love the dynamic think, in this.
1: Yeah, I think I think they they work really well. And lore wise, and briefly gameplay wise, we have the prophets who are who are at the head Global of the lore- organization. It's uh, it's it's kind of a good start that never went anywhere is the concept of boss fights uh, in this game Um, and I think I think that one is very fun I think the others mixed results Um, I just I just wish they had moving forward I think boss fights in Halo are cool but they they really need to plan them out um, because essentially you have three boss fights one of them is with the the heretic leader um, and that's, it's, basically, we talked about earlier with the dual wielding, he dual wields plasma rifles, and he has a couple, like, clones he can fly around, and and, and it's pretty challenging if they're, they're dual wielding, but if they're not, it's a joke. Um, and the, you fight the prophet, uh, somewhere in the game, and you just punch him in the face, you have to deal with his honor guards, which is awesome. Um, and the, the last boss is like, you know, mixed results. It's like, it's kind of cool, um, but it's still kind of derpy. And it, it's something that I appreciated that they tried to include in this game. Um, but it's it's kind of just like missing something. You can tell it's just kind of an awkward first attempt at
3: it. Well, because you always have to wait for Miranda to take his shields down. And uh, if you're not like... Johnson. 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 Oh, right, 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 right. Yes. Yes, yeah. my apologies.
1: It's just kind of like how do we add a, a layer of where he's not just a bullet sponge? Um, just kind of making him a little bit more of a, uh, an interesting enemy. Um, and I think I you don't really. Well, you get the ODSTs in this game, the first appearance. First appearance of the ODSTs. Oh, yes. uh, yeah. Delta Halo. Delta's guys. Um, the, the visuals of the original have not aged great. It's very, yeah. it's a very 2004 looking game. Uh, when it's you compare it to Half Life 2, it doesn't look great. Um, you well, know, Source Engine is incredible, so let's not compare.
3: Yeah, uh, but that 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 was like one of the, um, you know, that that was the first thing that sort of set me off about the game when I first played it. But it was during cutscenes where you would see like layers of the background like render you know, in in real time, a lot like of pop yeah. Yes, uh, that right pop in textures. Mm-hmm. Which is why I, I would I would say um I, I almost want to say Halo One looked better. Um I don't know, just something about the Halo Two uh like textures or the the aesthetic of it. I don't know. Just something about it didn't sit right with me. I mean of course like I said over time the more I played it, the more I came to love that game. And then again with the remastered edition, uh it's it's just so immaculate the the way they were able to just take all the all the imperfect elements of of the way Halo 2 looked and just yeah
1: the goofy cutscenes are now are now super fluid and and they they don't look you know there's that really funny shot of Miranda Keys running at the camera which is yep. no longer a problem <laughs> yep. um basically taking something that I was already very fond of and sort of perfecting it I think they did a lot better uh, with this game than Halo 1, um, yeah. everything looks like very kind of built from the ground up, um, it doesn't look like they're porting assets from other games or anything it like that. It makes all the
2: Covenant but, stuff look incredible, like all the high in, yeah games and everything, yeah. like... Uh,
3: my, my favorite, my favorite, uh, like among the things that they fixed was, uh, you know the scene in, um, what's, what's like the, the level after, um, like the, what, what's the second Arbiter level? Uh, the Oracle? Right, so the one where you cut the cable and the station's right. in free fall. So you remember the, the scene where uh, Arbiter crashes his Banshee, like below the ledge, and uh, they do like a Halo 1 parallel, where uh, right after that you see Master Chief uh, climb on top of the ledge and, you know, he's fine. So in the original uh, Halo 2, it just looks so, it just Derby. looks so awkward. <laughs> yeah, just so, it just doesn't, it just, I. I were, it was so frustrating to me because I, I knew what they were going for. If only they just made it look more the way it did in the first game. And then of course, uh, you know, three four three was smart enough to to go ahead and do that. It's like everything, uh, it's like every single thing I used to not like about Halo Two that that remastered version fixed. I got to hand it to three four three with that one. I mean, I, I know they get they get a lot of hate, but I think they they absolutely nailed. Uh, Halo two anniversary, oh, yeah, two anniversary down to the last detail. The only things I don't like is the
2: two songs they replaced. Um oh, the yeah. Incubus one and the
1: Incubus the... one in particular was phenomenal. Like,
3: it really yeah, perfect I, I, I'm 50 50 with you on that. So the Incubus one, whenever I'm at that part of the game, I always hit the back button. Uh, so the that's graphics. Right, yeah. exactly. But um, I never liked the Breaking Benjamin song uh i'm sorry you i know you just you made a face. face uh i but like I, sure i i kind of did uh but i i did it just didn't feel fitting to me at that point in the game so um yeah, it's, I, very it's time i it's very I, I yeah but i prefer i actually prefer timeless though exactly um <laughs> but i i prefer the, the new prog metal uh, See, I don't, it, don't
2: like Earth either 3. of those. Oh, I I don't I, mean, I don't I don't think prog metal when I think Halo. Like I know the yeah, argument too is like I don't think Breaking Benjamin either. But it's like I don't know. It it feels like I'm playing Doom
3: or something. I'm like <laughs> <really>? I don't. <laughs>
2: yeah, a
1: little bit. I know I, I, I do love
3: uh, I do love Misha Mansoor though. Yeah. Cool. Sure. Great great prog guitarist.
2: I mean oh good, the the, good. the actual music is good. I'm just like this is not Halo. I don't want yeah, this.
3: Bre- yeah, Breaking the Covenant. That's that's the song. Yeah. I think I think it slaps.
1: Um, <laughs> good time to bring up that the soundtrack for this game is... It, it's another winner. It's... Uh, there's... they uh, Marty re, re, uh, reinvents a lot of the themes from Halo 1 and he introduces a good, solid amount of new ones. Um, I think from here on out, there's not as much new... like catchy themes per game like he adds a lot of like really good ones that I you know just come to mind uh, here for different kind of representing different uh, aspects of the universe and as, as you get to know the Covenant a little bit more a lot of great uh, motifs that that kind of feel like like that the Incubus song we were talking about feels weird and alien like it doesn't it, that's it's not like cringy it's just it's like kind of strange um, and I think he collaborated with them to kind of produce that. Um, that like the, horn s-
2: section that plays like that motif whenever it's in high charity, like that doo. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I and love that.
1: And the reverse. And I mentioned the last
2: the po- I mentioned last vocals, episode. And Amberclad yeah. and makes me tear up every time.
3: <laughs> yeah. That that the Halo Two soundtrack is definitely like of the the original trilogy. That one is the closest to my heart for sure. It's the one I listened to the most. Uh,
1: uh uh Bonnie Vere rips off that song. I just wanna put put it out there on the podcast. I'll i uh
0: what? Mith- wait a minute, wait a How minute. dare Hold she? On. Hold on. There's it's a there's a tar. there's a Bastille song that totally rips off the main Halo three main Halo theme that we all love so much. Oh really? Like oh, what is it? Is it is it Icarus? I forget what song it is. It it literally sounds like he's humming the Halo Gregorian chant in the beginning of the song. And I keep I keep tweeting at at Dan in Bastille. I keep tweeting at him that I know you copied it. You're probably and, the but only he won't get. I want him to admit it.
2: Is this like your your
0: your feud with that Gamespot guy? Oh, I, uh, the guy who reviewed who reviewed Fire Emblem poorly yeah. on the Wii, and I shit on oh. him every year. And like on the anniversary of his review, I always add him on Twitter. <laughs> or uh, is, or, I or, or not do
3: that. Or Beppy's recent feud with the the guy from Grandma's Boy. Yeah, that was <laughs> we great. Need to get incredible. That. Wait, yeah, wait a minute.
0: Now I need to talk about something because we're talking about the ha- the sound design of Halo Two. Yeah. And there is a problem with Halo Two anniversary that drives me crazy. Beppe, I, I, I don't know if you're going to foresee what I'm about to talk about, because I just played these games for the first time and something, it like borderline offended me that this game and many of the games in this franchise, almost all of them are not almost fully subtitled. In Halo right. 2, even the anniversary, there are several moments in the game where uh, you're you're walking around the level and a, someone, a Marine goes, chief, go here, bl- 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 military speak. Wait, where, where do I have to go? It's not subtitled. And if I was right. far away from him or I'm not facing him, you can't make it out. And so when I'm playing this game for the first time, this like it like borderline blew me away and like offended me where I'm like, even if it's not in the original game, how did they not fix this? Right. Where, like, if you're hearing impaired, you would have no idea where to go. Like, you would have to guess. Yeah. And, that like, um, especially what's, what's like, the, I think it's the second or third mission where you're in the city. Is yeah. it the second yeah. mission?
2: Outskirts or Metropolis. One, yeah, so.
0: yeah, yeah. And there are so many moments, like, when you're battling around the city and when different enemies come out, you're told where to go and what to do. And I had space. no idea what was happening. Yeah. And, and that really bothered me. And we'll get into other, you know, other games and other episodes. They never fix it. In any I think, of the I think re-releases,
1: Halo, I Halo 1 Anniversary was the only one I saw subtitles in. Exactly. Dude, until, it's like, until it, five.
0: <laughs> how could you not do that? Like, that drove me crazy. I just want to put that out there before we go beyond audio. It drove me nuts.
3: Yeah. I don't know. Oh I mean, the, that those those um, outskirts in Metropolis, I, I thought were pretty linear. I mean, even if they're, uh, you know, Even if you, um, I couldn't hear who was telling you where to go. I mean, what I I also
0: want to say is like, I don't know about you guys, but I, I play every game fully subtitled. And like, I I want to know, I want to know what like every minor character is saying all the time. And like, and when, you know, when I'm, you know, I was playing Halo for the first time, and I want to know every character who's saying what and what's going on. I, I shouldn't even say it, it. It prevented me from beating the game. I beat the game just fine, but I had a hard time getting into all the little dialogue and all the characters because I'm like, I can't read it, and I, I've, right. I, I almost feel like maybe it's a what's the right word? It's become a handicap for me, but where I want to read it all the time. And it, yeah. it bothered me in terms of getting into the story of these games that I couldn't read it. And I'll, and I'll end it there. But this is, this rant for me is going to continue in like all of these episodes. And it well, kind of started with Halo two,
1: especially because this game has such an excellent script and so yeah. many like funny one-liners too, that if you miss it, it's, it's like, ah, oh, the moment's gone. Um, but that that is a great point. Um, I think that the overall sound direction that aside is really formidable. Um, I think it was pretty technically impressive at the time because this came out literally like a year before the 360, mm-hmm. um, which is huge. Because I don't, I tend not to to conflate the, the time periods of them. Um, yeah, I think I think I have that right. Three sixty was 2005, 2005. Right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So wow. That's crazy. So tail end of the life cycle, um, and there's a lot of, of technical stuff. Uh, uh, the fucking rocket launcher sound is great in this game. When you it's like I
0: was
1: I was sitting in like my friend's basement when I was growing up playing this game, and it's like a rocket match, and it's just like surround sound. Just uh, fucking <laughs> bad. D-
3: don't forget the the hunter fuel rod cannon, the sound that. The-
1: yeah, it's
0: like,
1: what's that sound? I had like Your a whole like, episode a couple months ago. It just I, makes me so happy hearing they, it. They they just have like fuel rods in the previous game, and this one they have some kind of beam weapon, and it sounds like an animal of some kind. I don't know what they're going for, but it's so weird, and I love it.
3: It's so weird and imperfect.
1: Yep. Uh, just a lot of that that the carbine sound is is unbelievable I love very, very the memorable. carbine sound.
2: Yeah. But I mean I I already uh, said that's my favorite weapon in the franchise but like I love everything about that that gun. But I love the operation of it. I love yep. it. you can see the, the the little like paddle on this like the little operating lever or whatever like moving when you shoot it. You yeah. Can see, like the cell pops out and it's like all like steaming with like Looks the radiation great. and shit. It's, oh, it's yep. So cool.
1: It's sick. Um yeah and the notable improvement in this game um, huge voice cast um, because you have a lot of new characters you have a lot of um, interaction between them as the story unfolds a lot of just perfect casting a lot of nice little cameos um, notably the the new character the new protagonist is the Arbiter voiced by Keith David uh, Dexter's wife playing Miranda Keys uh julie julie Benz, uh she's she's great she's so much better than the one in halo 3 because she perfectly captures that that board uh, the banter isn't always exciting you're not always screaming you know when you're going into these these sorts of things and she just kind of has the yeah I'll, I'll, I'll meet you at the alzay chief you know just like very <laughs> like very natural very you know Kind of that's detached. what I like
2: about this too is that like they don't make all of the marines and like military people crazy screamers. Right. Just Johnson. And yes. that's all, that's all you need. Like he yeah. stands out. Everybody else is like very kind of dignified and doing their job and everything. Yeah.
1: You do have some nice cameos on this one though. You have uh, David Cross. <laughs> yep. Uh Voices of oh, Marine. He's terrific. And uh and of course Michelle Rodriguez.
2: Everyone's everyone's favorite uh like, marine character. <laughs> the, the the opening cutscene of Metropolis is like iconic. Oh but yeah. She's like, it blew right through us. Fifty cals, rockets didn't yeah. do anything, didn't and do then David Cross things. is just flipping and, and, out. And that's and the, the one. That's the scene. Two,
3: yeah, that's the scene when you get the uh, the alternate uh, Sergeant Johnson speeches uh, based on like difficulties based on difficulties, Yeah. So like the, the in the first game, it's. Um, it's just the the opening cutscene, but uh, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Damn right I am. Back his, on his lines we, in this game. They would give us so two sticks good. and a rock. Yes. Yeah. That. We had to share the rock. Yeah, that, <laughs> <laughs> share the rock. Uh,
2: Absolutely absurd. Uh, one of my favorite Halo characters, undersung, is the Spec Ops Commander, um, He's awesome. Robert Davi, fucking 80s villain extraordinaire. Yeah. in like from, Stargate uh, Atlantis, he's he's from, a great. Uh, to kill. Yeah, that License weird. to Kill. Yeah, he's a great villain actor, but he's he plays a kind he's of a good guy this. in this because he's your he's your buddy.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's got half Their his face lives going off. It to it's sick. Just not. Yeah, great great cast of characters that really kind of make the world feel a little bit more content. Oh, how could we forget uh, um, Ron? Perlman. Miguel Ferrer is the um, him too. It's- yeah. There's so many of them. Yeah. It's all—it's all great, dude. They pulled out uh, the
0: whole uh, Rolodex for this one, dude.
1: Yeah, man. To, everyone. Ooh. Well, that's—that's that's something that that we can kind of make make a point of. this segment is that they really wanted this, and the, the kind of the media fervor was kind of mm-hmm. building up that this was going to be a blockbuster.
2: Ron Perlman. Uh, a game. Sorry.
1: Yeah, uh, and they 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 really, I remember even not knowing at the time much about the series that like everyone was talking about this the the release of this game it was huge just probably because of the
2: microsoft association it got a lot of a lot of coverage um I have a vivid memory of standing in a best buy when we were getting a new tv my dad was talking to the sales associate trying to figure out which one to get and on a bunch of the tvs like that like one of those like marketing banks they just had like a running little loop like 30 second teaser for halo 2. yeah and this was the point where i was obsessed with halo so i was just standing there staring at it for like 10 minutes
1: dad i want that one
2: Yeah, um, I
1: guess I I think before we uh, we get into the story, um, I would like to, I think maybe I I'm I'm kind of in two minds about this. And so far as the anniversary, because we're talking about the sound direction of the guns and everything, um, maybe one of the only things that I think they did a little too much with in the remaster is when they do the cutscenes everything is like turned up to 11 um and it's 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 awesome but it's like it's it's really i'm like i ask me like every other day and i'll have a different answer about whether i think it's too much but like when the arbiter is is in a gunfight with the heretic leader it's just like blowing out your speakers it's like really over the top and i mean it's awesome but it's it may be it may be too much at points
3: Uh, i've uh i i I I never I never thought, you know, it was anything too overwhelming. But what I what I will say about the um the updated cutscenes is I I kind of like how they would change the pacing of uh, some of the dialogue. Yep. Like uh yes, they certain they would just sort of uh just nudge certain lines like closer to other lines. So, you know, it would sound like uh um, or yeah,
1: make them more organic Yeah. Um,
3: conversationally. Um yeah. It's like, oh, that's cool! And I played there, it the first time because I believe what is
1: that studio that did it? Um, Blur. Yeah, I think uh, it was they, Blur. they did the uh, the cutscenes. They've done a couple. They've gone work on I think Halo Wars uh, before. Um, did an exceptional job. Just another huge level of detail. Um, so basically, I think I think Greg said it best. Where
0: <laughs> wait, be careful! The, what what did I? Oh God! What did I say? When We
1: got to the end of the series. Greg said that. Uh, the story of Halo 2 is the only one worth talking about.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) sort of, right? So,
1: so we're going to, we're going to get, get into it here. Um, I think so much about this is just how you do a sequel, like textbook, um, how you basically this, the structure of this game, it kind of, a lot of people were, were bothered by this, but I thought it was really cool. Um, that they thought the entire game was going to be uh, on Earth. I actually like how much it expands beyond that um, because there's so many different moving pieces in this game compared to the first one without feeling overwhelming. I was looking back. I read a a review from Edge, the, the publication. I don't even know if they're still around um they're like yeah i don't get this game it's like it's full of like star wars episode 2 politics i'm like dude that's insulting wow <laughs> really <laughs> it's <laughs> like it's like very way easier to follow than
3: that. so much easier to
2: follow you just learn more about the covenant basically which is yeah. cool as fuck like 12 year old the... me was pissed because i'm like i'm not playing as master chief right but, like once i up. like as soon as i got to like you know 14 15 I was like no this is cool as hell man we're learning about the covenant and it's demanding right. yeah. the
3: the lore it, of the universe yeah. let me find
0: his twitter handle dude let me go dump on <laughs> him
3: just bully him <laughs> once a year like
0: 18 years <laughs> later i
3: shouldn't do that yeah so yeah the, the decision to make the the elite speak english when they didn't in the first game um it, that, that one um it struck me as a little odd at first well that is translation convention
2: that's
1: that's artistic license like i mean mm-hmm. like that physically it would be like impossible for that alien species to move their little mandibles together to make English yeah. words. I mean, did
0: you yeah, so guys play Metro? Russian? I, mean, I didn't. <laughs> but, I actually, I actually did. But I know you did. You crazy man. <laughs> but,
3: but but in the in the in, in the in the in the following game, uh, Chief and him, well, they don't very much, but they they can talk to each other and understand each other. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even, well, though, think... even though, even though. Chief only says one word to him. Not to
2: get too deep into it, but like... If you watch like Hunt for Red October, it's understood that when the Russians are all speaking English on the sub, they're speaking Russian, but it's for our benefit. So I right. think when the Covenant are all speaking to each other, it's either like a common language or it's like they're all speaking Sangheili or whatever. Right. And then when the humans get together, maybe they got translator microbes or something. I don't.
0: Because isn't, isn't that in the lore of either? I, I don't think it's Halo. Isn't that in the lore? Of, I don't. I don't know if it's Mass Effect. I forget. There, there's literally an NPC who says your suit will translate their languages for you. Uh, yeah, in a... Mass
2: Effect, at least there is there is lore that like when you, basically like when humans joined the the galactic civilization, of, you know, for example, like basically you get either like some kind of injection or like an implant or it's just like your suit that translates all known languages to whatever you.
0: Choose. Yeah, I could be misremembering. I thought maybe that was Halo. It could be Mass Effect. But anyway,
1: that, that's probably the but... reason in the universe either way. Yeah. yeah.
3: But uh, in Halo One, though the grunts spoke English while the elites did not, so I, I don't, I don't really think uh, that was also for
0: know. our benefit. I mean, 2001 yeah. was a weird year; like people were still <laughs> buying CDs and shit. So like, <laughs> yes. I, I don't know, I don't know how much you want from these guys. They revolutionized fucking FPS. All right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah, it's I'll, it's I'll it's, some it's a little
1: uh, contrivances here and there. Yeah, and, yeah. it's uh, a moot point. They, they achieved.
3: I
0: wanted to
1: to talk about the the opening cutscene is is spectacular because. It something that I didn't appreciate is that the everything that happens in this game is because of what you did in Halo One. Um, because the the uh, the Supreme Commander, who is in charge in the last game, is on trial for failing. He's he's on trial. Everyone's you know call, accusing him of being a heretic and and all this different stuff. And he essentially you're just you're seeing it from their eyes for the first time and for its time it's it not a lot of people talk about it but it's very cinematic the way the camera kind of like lowers into the council chamber and pans in but like 2004 not a lot of people were doing that
2: yeah um, it really gives you the scale of like the council chambers and stuff yeah
1: and and how uh, big the covenant because then they take them out on the balcony and you see just how big their city is um you finally get to see where they live and and you know, basically how they exist, operate of being canon fodder for the Master Chief, <laughs> um, and you're you're kind of like at first I'm you know I'm assuming a lot of people are just kind of like why am I why am I seeing all this and then you know you cut back to to you cut back and forth between that and Master Chief being rewarded back on Earth uh, for for you know his victory and it's a nice little like start to you know just kind of. The dichotomy between the, the two protagonists, um, and you're as you're getting into the because you start off on on Cairo Station, which is a um, it's it's a space station built to house uh, what they in the universe call a Mac gun magnetic accelerator cannon, and they basically just use these to as sort of point defense for their planets to to defend them from the incoming uh, capital ships, and Earth is about to be invaded by a small force um that in the game is explained i think there's a different one in the books but in the game it's explained that they weren't expecting humans to be on earth because they had other plans for it it's a whole it's like it's basically the opening of the first game on steroids like there is so much more going on character wise and you there's a lot this is something that kind of sets the standard for the game where there's a ton of stuff going on in the background of the actual like skybox like and and you know you're watching the boarding craft zoom in and and board your ship and um you're watching the mac cannon go off in the background you're watching the ca- those covenant carriers fly by everything about it is the scale is so much bigger um and you know within a couple of years time and you have to you have to think about how they plan for this game to e- to be even bigger than it was and that's insane um because it's one of the longest ones if not the mm-hmm. longest one um and that just kind of it just keeps ratcheting up you have the incredible cutscene um cuz they were initially going to have you you on board one of the covenant ships they're like we don't have time for that so they invented that incredible cutscene where you ride the bomb out and you <laughs> you fucking blow it up inside Get the, the ship it's back. iconic Yep. It's, it's unbelievable. It's like for some re- like I could see people being put off by that because you don't do anything like that crazy in the first game. But it's such a great way to just set this. Like we're we're here to fuck. <laughs>
2: like, like, this well, is what Let's Because like, cause, like he, he doesn't do anything super outlandish aside from that one thing. Like it right. would be worse if he like if they did some halo 5 opening cutscene bullshit where it's like oh my god he's like surfing down the side of the cruiser like one-handing an smg killing a bunch of people and like, Argh, yeah. and like no he just like, two long swords fly by, blast a hole in the ship for him, he flies in, reactivates the bomb, and kicks out back into space, and then I crashes mean, into an amber cloud. That like, was so cool. It's, it's not, like, a super graceful thing. Like, it's very dirty, and that's what's yeah. so fucking cool about it, is he just thought, like, yeah, you know what? I'll go throw this
3: bomb at their I'll, ship.
1: I'll do <laughs> it. I'll give a fuck I'll give a
3: fuck. Like, the, the, way, the way it all plays out, man, it's just, like, s- such an unlikely string of coincidences. That Like, the fact that an Clad would be right there as you know, as he finishes like kicking the bomb into the ship. You know, I always
2: thought about Related, it that, like Cortana coordinated them. with the longsword fighters and with an. Yeah, oh yeah, probably. Yeah. Here's She's a here's a solution for her. To, yeah, um, yeah, but they, um, they. I just love the music in that scene. And like, oh it's perfect. Uh, I, I get that's, chills every time I, I see that. I think
1: that's my favorite version of the Halo chant is in Halo 2. Um, yeah. even though it doesn't like resolve, it's like it's very it's very ethereal and, and mysterious. Um and they they set up the I think I think the, the battle on Earth is really well done. I think those levels are really terrific. They feel very well designed, but also very kind of realistic and and believable in that you you know you know, yeah, they, they kind of lament that there's no civilians. They all cleared out of there. Um, but there's only so much you can do. Well, I, I <laughs> think that I mean?
2: actually brings me to something. Um, so uh, the Halo 2 Rebalance mod, the Rubies that I keep mentioning over and over, right. he does one for each game in the MCC as it's been coming out. Um, I think so. Original. So the, I think the reason that you don't fight humans as the Arbiter is because uh, I think the game would get refused certain classification or like certain things in certain countries because you're right. killing humans right but since the object of the game is not to kill humans uh i think they can get get a get a pass even though you can technically kill the marines i think like if there were civilians that might cross some kind of line too it's also yeah. hard to put in there but like if there are civilians you could very easily kill them in the crossfire or something or yeah, like just
3: see
2: yeah. aliens killing them or whatever and like that might not jive with them Yeah, we um, do
1: get that eventually in in future games, but I'm assuming, you know, times change,
2: they probably loosened up a little bit. Yeah, Um, well also I wanted to mention really quick, since I brought that mod up before we continue, um, mm -hmm. that adds uh, marines to fight in the later Arbiter levels, um, Quarantine Zone, it actually adds a bunch of marines in your way, and it's really cool because awesome. the dynamic of fighting human enemies with human weapons and like scorpion tanks and like goth warthogs and stuff, it's really intense. It's neat as hell.
1: Yeah, I mean and and when we get into the Arbiter levels, I'll have more to say about that, but that's cool that they
2: they, um, they have that
1: option because that's another thing, like I mentioned last episode that now that these are all on PC, the modders can just kind of like just go for it and throw everything in there. Um, but I, I do think that I think that the Earth levels live up to their to, to expectations, to their their, their potential. Um, the, the Scarab is kind of just like, compared to later appearances, it's pretty derpy, but it's still like a really fun fight. Um, I like chasing it through the streets, and even though it's scripted, you know, taking out the rocket launcher and just wiping out the crew and everything, I think it's still fun.
2: I got two pieces of music from the Earth fight to... Um... Mjolnir mix obviously when you're fighting the Scarab uh, the yeah. Steve Vai uh, rock guitar remix of the Halo theme but also um, I, I forget what it's called I don't think it's actually on the soundtrack or it's part of a suite but it's um, the music that plays when you when the hunters come out in uh, in Outskirts when they bust through oh, yeah, the that door part's sick. Yeah. Uh, I get real Black Hawk, Down, uh, Black Hawk Down vibes from that like whole level and yeah. like especially that um, that part oh, man, and everything and like yeah. i love that track
3: <laughs> yeah. with, the, with the fat bass line underneath yeah. it Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> and then, like, what with, you're and talking then when about. they break through the doors it goes like bam, mm, yeah
1: but I, I think that is
3: part of one of the sweets. <laughs> yeah yeah uh,
1: yeah anyway um no i, I think those levels are, are terrific um and it all kind of builds up to the i mean i'm sure they had more planned for this but the um the, the alien ship jumps in a slip space inside the city setting the the setting the uh, stage for another game we'll talk about later
3: mm-hmm. um,
1: but they they uh, master chief and friends follow it and then we cut back to to our our alien friend uh, who is, who's been tortured and burned and and all these different things and he's had and a tough go he's, yeah. had a rough, he's had a rough a rough couple days um, <laughs> dragging him through the cells they're, they're considering Cutting them up and feeding them to the the other prisoners and all that stuff.
3: Why not toss them in with this lot? They could they use, use the meat. It's <laughs> is seared just the way I like oh it. Oh my god, I I love I I love the arbiter levels, dude. Like that That's that nice was build. the the one thing I loved about the game, like immediately, just the the, the like visually, like the aesthetic, the atmosphere.
2: The
1: world building like, is insane. It took
3: me a few years to mature.
2: I mean, I liked the levels themselves. I just hated that, like, I don't want to play as the bad guys. But then, like, right. you know, once well, my I'm, balls
3: dropped, I was like, "Oh wait, this is cool." Well, I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> like, like, I thought, like, uh, right off the bat, they were really clever in the way that they didn't have you fight humans. Because when I when I heard uh, when I heard that you play as an elite, I'm like, "So what does that mean? Do you, do you fight humans?" That's uh, I, I don't I don't know how I feel about that. And then, very cleverly, turns ahead. out you don't. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you fight the heretics, and you fight uh, in the in the quarantine zone and um, sacred icon you fight descent of the
1: Unless you dip into Nick's uh, black market mods. That, uh, yeah, no, I I, 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 seriously, I, 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 so- have, I, have yet to
3: play that. Oh yeah, I'm sure it is. Like is. I'll, I'll, I'll try it out one day. Don't do it right yeah. now though, because uh,
2: one of the patches that they put up for Halo 3 uh, fucked up the mod's ability to work, so don't do it right okay. now. Wait. All okay, right. <laughs> but uh,
3: I gotta say that the Quarantine Zone is probably the most beautiful level I've, I've ever played in a, in a first-person shooter.
2: I think
1: it's really cool that the, the premise of the Arbiter is just like it's like a suicide squad thing where you got yeah. like like we're gonna give you one chance to redeem yourself we're gonna send you on these absolutely like there's no chance you you'll ever survive missions the council um, will have their corpse yeah <laughs> and then they give him the sick armor and it's it's terrific and it's they like
3: your arm to do.
1: yeah it puts on his helmet first he's where he's like naked under <laughs> 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 makes
3: no sense <laughs> Elites have no dicks.
1: The first thing I'll do is put on the hat. Uh, <laughs>
3: yeah, I like. I that's what I, would, head that's head. what I would do if I were him.
1: Fair yeah, so. sure enough. Um, I really like the premise of those levels, where you you fly past the ruins of, of the first Halo. Um, you go into the, the sort of the Cloud City, uh, gas giant. You get into some shenanigans there. Um, I, I didn't really like. I, I was listening to to um the developer commentary on it they were concerned about how people wouldn't be able to differentiate between the good and bad elites i didn't really have a problem
3: no they, I got, they have it's it's data. pretty easy Their the fact that they designs are pretty cool the fact that they flicker purple i like helped right. a lot
1: yeah different profiles different shields they initially were going to have all of them be hunters <laughs>
3: Uh, uh, yeah, no. all of your guys or all of the
2: enemies? <laughs> all the enemies. oh Jesus!
1: I <laughs> might they might have run out of fun like pretty quickly. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, yeah, it's it's a cool couple level because I, I think his his levels start out so so and then they get better and better, um, and the Chiefs kind of do the opposite in this game, um, and then that's oh yeah, that's where they introduce the flood again. How do you guys feel about the flood in this game?
3: Uh, I, I I think it's it's a downgrade from the, the previous game. Because it's just... it.
0: I think the, the thing about the flood in the first game is it's like a holy shit moment. Like, oh, this is good. It totally turns the game upside down. Right. But in, in Halo 2, it, it doesn't. Because, you know, you can only be sort of surprised or impacted one time. And, yeah. the, and that already happened. Well, it's not, I, not like I don't like it, but I'm just... Because, I mean, the whole thing about horror elements is it's only scary once, right? Yeah. And then... Well, right yeah. sort of
3: it's not it's not so much game yeah it's not so much that i just think in the first game they just felt so much better to fight like the like, like the way uh the way they'd um not to mention because the the shotgun always felt much better to use that's i think that was part of it but the I uh like how, the tech, how you can blow them apart in this game that's i do
2: like
1: that yeah
3: like you, you can cut them into pieces you know, yeah. this is their last resort. And if you get if you get oh, the a Sentinel amazing. Beam, <laughs> like, the Sentinel Beam
2: is really good at burning them and, like, yeah. dismembering them, too, and everything. Nice world building there. I, I think That's it doesn't good. help, though, that, like, yeah, like, a lot of the human weapons have been nerfed quite a bit. Like, yeah. the submachine gun doesn't have the punch of the assault rifle. The shotgun is not good. And, like, it, yes. like the Magnum is okay if you headshot with it. But, yeah. like... I don't I mean, know.
3: Shotgun, shotgun works if you're like super up close, uh, but other than that, which it's is like easy. the video
2: game logic of how shotguns work, but you can yeah, you can, I mean you can take somebody out at like seventy feet with a shotgun just fine. Like yeah, you know, exactly. If it's, if it's I just, right I
3: really, like, uh, I really wish they they didn't make it so close range. Uh, but
1: the, but... Is, the majority of times you're fighting the flood in this game, you're the arbiter. Um, yeah, and, so yeah. and you have a sword it's... and like their weapons are much better for fighting them. Um, I, I thought like, yeah, the the impact is is less pronounced, um, but I, I still thought that the the environments and the suspense were still kind of scary because you are seeing them from the Covenant's perspective instead, which is kind of interesting, um, and how they how they react to it, how they they feel about them. They are
3: the only enemy the Covenant fear.
1: Yeah, so, as, I, I, I do
2: love those yeah. um those those two arbiter levels um like how they're presented and kind of the lore of like where you're going like all oh, the yeah. heretics are hiding on this you know gas mining uh, station floating right. in thresholds atmosphere and like, yeah
3: I that's I as much as I I love uh, those two levels I have always questioned the logistics of, of having like a base just like dangle from a string. I'm like like who who thought of that? Like well I, I think <laughs> like it's the only it, that, that wasn't the it. original
2: purpose of it but then he chose it because he thought nobody would look there. Well, Cuz it's kind of he wants to hide.
1: We shouldn't uh, we shouldn't neglect that that this is yet another consequence of the first game is that uh, the the post credits of Halo 1 uh, something else the Master Chief collection doesn't do right it cuts out the credits and the post credits and all that the, the you mm-hmm. see guilty spark flying away from the wreckage of Halo uh, in the first game and he that basically what happens is he is reintroduced into the games at this point where he has essentially told this heretic elite leader what Halo actually is and he is basically trying to to, to pull the wool uh, off of everyone's eyes about what it actually is and the arbiter is being dispatched to uh, silence him but this is this is pretty crucial in that Number one, it collides guilty spark back with the main story, and number two, it kind of sets the arbiter on a path of questioning uh, their their faith and their religion and, and what Halo actually does. Um, and it's a it's just a great it's it's one of those things where this game really takes its time to establish the char- the new characters. And how they how they work into the story and like sort of the consequences of everyone's actions, and these levels are a great example of that. Um, and it's it's very much when you kind of go back and forth between the chief and the arbiter, you get like two levels apiece for a while, and they tend to when you're you're you know you end ending the earth levels, you kind of get a big. It's like a very like wow that was that was intense, and then you kind of. When you start out as the Arbiter in these levels, it's it's a lot slower paced. You kind of build back up to this huge crescendo where you have to cut the cable. The station's going to fall, and it's like crazy, crazy, crazy. And then you kind of get another breather. Um, and that's when you, you get control of the chief again, and you find another halo, which, which Derek hates. Um,
3: <laughs> uh, well, but, I don't hate it. I um, I like it. Uh, you know, like most things, I, I like it better in the remastered version. But uh, um, just like, the way they they uh, come upon it, you know, it's like that is another Halo. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like they just could have been too. Yeah, it, <laughs> sort of, that's it, like that. That might as well be the line, you know. I I, I feel like they could have gotten a bit more creative with um with the um, reveal of the second Halo. So that's just yeah. Neat.
1: I I don't think that. Something really cool that I, I think I, t- I spoke with some of you about is that what they do, um, what they do in uh, the first game is they set it up very subt- like they leave the door open for something like this, where Guilty Spark says, "Oh, this this installation has a range of whatever," but once the others follow suit, this galaxy will be devoid of life. So he's he's kind of preparing you that there's going to be more. Um, of, of some kind and I, I accept this as a, as a possible interpretation of that line um, so in essence um, I think it was a fair play and what I like about this game is that it not only kind of inverts the plot of the first game it it I think it differentiates itself enough where the, the plot isn't like beat for beat um these, these first couple levels where you land on Halo are some of my favorites. Um, something that, that uh, a friend and I were talking about is how cool it is that the Forerunner structures on this one are older. Like, they're all... It's the same basic shape and structure, but they're made out of, like, stone, and they're kind of uh, turned into ruins. And there's a little bit more history, because on this one, there has already been a flood outbreak. And they have essentially like the the monitor of this ring their guilty spark has has already been taken prisoner um, and they the best the sentinels could do was kind of wall off a section of it and contain the spread of them but they're they're still like it's it's just kind of it's adding this little differentiating piece of lore to this one to make you kind of understand that it's it, things are gonna play out a little differently. Yeah, because
2: um, you meet like the th- Grave Mind, and you're like, "What the fuck is this thing?" And it's like, "Well, this is what happens when you at yeah. It's like it, well, they they become they were- this eventually.
3: But, but but I think they were very smart to have all the Halo One parallels play out as as the Arbiter. Like, That's uh, right. Uh, cause I yeah.
1: But like, where the the Halo the Delta Halo arrival scene is fucking awesome when you go in as the ODSTs, um, you in mm-hmm. with them. Um, just just kind of it's it's a far cry from when you first land on Halo in the first game and you you're kind of it's slower paced. you're kind everyone's of dead. <laughs> everyone, everyone's dead. you're moving you're you're going in there, guns blazing in this and and it's it's kind of it's it's very we know what we're doing. Um I really like uh, all the different because it kind of c- captures that grassy plane. Uh, field from the the first game, but then you you get the underwater section. You go through the ruins, and there's that like very kind of pirate ship almost scenario with the two gondolas <laughs> that cross each other, and you gotta like blast each other. <laughs> and uh, I love trying to, to yeah.
2: time a rocket to hit it, and so when when it goes by, everybody's already dead.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's ideal. Um, and you kind of you can do the the weapon juggling, which is something we didn't talk about, where you. You just kind of like pick up and drop throw them it, up. and so you get a whole bunch on there. <laughs> yeah, just, just have
3: a little of cash. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. I I Love did it. that every time, you know, so like, they, because, like, because they is before they the them up. in the air. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah, they they dropped them in the area before that. So what you got to do is, you know, just, them you just, them just shuttle them all over there so they're they're ready for you.
1: It, it helps you for the and boss, you, fight, and you can arm the marines
2: too, so you can give them infinite ammo power weapons and they'll just sit there and pick everybody off that that's I-4 a new thing
1: in this game too is yeah. you can give them weapons and, and they'll have infinite ammo and 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 you punch the prophet in the face and, and uh, <laughs> It's it's great. It's glorious those honor guards
2: terrified me when I first
1: They're played tough. that too. They're really tough
2: yeah.
1: um,
3: That's that, that's, that's the real boss fight. It's try to yeah. try to avoid them Yeah, I mean uh, on, on on his own the prophet of regrets easy You just you just board yeah. his little little pod and punch him in the face until he dies
1: Higher difficulties. He teleports around. Very well conceived boss battle because he's not really the threat, as you said. It's really the honor guards and all his, his little supplicants. Yeah. Um, and it's it's kind of at that point where you you flash back to the arbiter and you immediately get the consequences of what just happened.
3: Um, mm-hmm. And so yet an- yet another thing he's suffering for uh, as as a result of Master Chief's actions.
1: And they 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 the. Uh, prophets the other prophets could have saved him but they they pull back their phantoms and they they uh basically because the, the prophet of truth is taking out his other uh the competition so he can be the mm-hmm. sole leader we're, we're getting into uh what Derek was talking about really really spectacular um, another thing that you were talking about how these levels kind of parallel the halo one where you're going to the library but it's they they kind of just cut through it. It's like a shortcut like you like when I heard they're like, ah, oh, we're going to the library. It's like, fuck, I want to do that again. But most of it takes place outside um, and in vehicles and it's it's, you know, kind of exploring the surrounding area. Um, and a little Easter egg uh, that is an unintentional kind of backwards Easter egg is when you open up the, the wall to, to go through. There's a little handprint logo on the control pla- panel, and it's a six-fingered hand. And then when <laughs> we finally meet a Forerunner in Halo 4, he's got six fingers, and it's that's a nice little, nice little nice touch. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I like that a lot. Um, the Spec Ops commander at one point, I think it's actually in Sacred Icon when you once you get through the quor- the initial quarantine zone or whatever. But yeah. Uh, when he lands, he has that like super motivating speech.
1: Leads are so the, cool. I think that, that that level is like, it's a very representative of how they, because I think that level is supposed to be even longer, but I think it's the most representative of like, it's an absolute like war zone. Like there's like, everyone yeah. is fighting everyone. It's kind of, kind of like the two betrayals level in the previous game. And they, they start throwing like the big sentinels at you. The enforcers. They can pick up vehicles and crush them. The flood can drive vehicles in this game. It's it's all it's like it's, yeah. Like,
3: like the, the flood in concept are just terrifying. Like their their sole motivation is basically just just to eat. They're just hungry. They're not even self aware. But they're yet they're smart enough to use guns and operate machinery. It's 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 fucking terrifying. Well, that's something we,
1: we see we see in this game too. Is that they can even evolve to fly uh, ships. Um, yeah, they, they take control of uh, an amberclad. Great, I mean, incredible battle scene. One of the like the the, the sort of the fever pitches of. Uh, yeah. of that,
2: and then uh, it's your, like they're making up for the library that everybody hated in the first one. Exactly. Like, yeah. all right, you hated yeah. the big
3: flood level in the last one. Fine. So, you, so yeah, you you just have a little little part at the end where you're walking through that one room where it yeah. looks like the library did in the first game. That's all you need. That's all you need.
1: And uh and instead of instead of going through four floors, uh, Miranda Keys just kind of repels over. Yeah. And uh, it's like, and wait, I have a rope.
3: <laughs> because yeah. Can... Yeah. Why why didn't? Sheep do that in the, in the first game because it's they it's right there. Oh, that's that's true. But it's a, it's come a on,
1: tentacle in the in the original game, and it's it's some kind of wire in the in the anniversary. But uh, she, yeah, she like shows big, us all how it's cable done. Or really cool, kind of um, one of those moments where when I was first playing, I was like, I don't know what's gonna happen when the arbiter meets uh, Miranda and and Johnson, um, and, and they they have a little fight. And and it's it's pretty engaging because it's like, oh, no, my two friends are fighting. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to
3: do. But at least it's a cutscene like Could you imagine if if it was like a boss fight? Like (laughs) where you're the arbiter fighting Johnson and Miranda? No. Yeah, exactly.
1: uh, Yeah. Pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, He subdues them. You're betrayed by by tartar sauce. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) The the great uh, the great brute chieftain. Um, and that kind of that kind of s- sort of sets up the end game, where uh, the Gravemind, the flood, the flood central intelligence uh, has has Arbiter and Master Chief in his grasp, and it's it's it plays out like a scene from The Wall or something, um, where you're having all these different like he has the flood, the flood infected uh, Prophet, and he has the old the old uh, monitor, and they're all just kind of like you're getting basically the gist of. How the rest of the series, the trilogy, is gonna play out, because you know, he's he's explaining to the arbiter like you know, what what's really happening. Yeah, it's like your whole life is a lie. He's using all his different like puppets to to, to voices. You
3: know, yes, truth,
1: which is great.
3: Such an amazing um, scene.
1: But it, it's really super well written, and then he kind of just dispatches you on sort of your final missions. And something else I love about that is that when you're doing those last couple boards it oscillates it's it, instead of like two and two it kind of just goes back
3: yeah because you're building yep.
1: momentum at towards the end of the game and it's it's really kind of making it clear that
3: it, it, it's a playoff of how the all the halo one parallels are when you're playing as the arbiter um what the only uh the only times at which you get to experience um the those in cutscene locations uh, like the Arbiter's cutscenes is when you're playing as Master Chief. Like when it's when you get when you, it's amazing. Like when you're in the Mausoleum, it's yeah. As the it's as amazing. the Arbiter, you only experience it in cutscenes. As but in gameplay, you're you Master Chief.
1: Finally get to see it. That level, the first level, is a little long, but it's 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 really cool to see the different kind of configurations of um, the enemies fighting each other as the civil war kind of breaks out, um, and. Then you that's when, uh, I believe, the Floods show up on High Charity. Um, you get to see them kind of, and it, that, I think, is a much scarier and more effective version of what you eventually see in Halo 3, where they take over the city, like, very, very quickly. And you, you, the, the atmosphere is really fucking scary. Um, and of course, that's Master Chief's last mission, where he gets on board the ship and, and they take off. He um, leaves Cortana and, behind. Yeah. Um, something interesting about that is the original version of that cutscene, she says if if things go bad, if they're going to activate Halo, I'll blow up the, the ship's fusion reactor. And As she does that, she's holding her hand behind her back, and she's crossing her fingers. And it foreshadows that's what you do when you're lying. It foreshadows yep. that she doesn't actually do it. The fucking thing almost goes off, and she doesn't do it. So... In essence, they're they're planning the idea that maybe she's a little more interested in self-preservation, and and maybe negotiating with the flood beca- during that like post-credits, and that's that's kind of where I thought it was going is that she may not be totally pure of intention. Um, so they kind of like they see. leave you with that little that little lingering. I don't know. Um, I don't think they include it in the anniversary version, unfortunately, but it's a nice little detail.
3: I never noticed it.
1: It's pretty cool. Um, and then you get into the Arbiter's last couple boards where you, you I think it's very emotionally effective that you're just fucking tear assing through the brutes and just wiping them out as revenge for like the genocide that they, they <laughs> attempted. But, but like those this- are
3: very cool. I Like the scene um, where he he gets dropped on Delta Halo, and like the sad music is playing. It's such a cathartic moment because you, you can see the sadness in his face that he's just he's learning now that his whole life was a lie essentially. Yeah, and he, it's like, setting him up he, for this. yeah. And, and it's it's him having to survive out there while coming to grips with all of this.
1: There is one very goofy moment where I think they are trying to. There's a corpse on the ground of an elite. And it makes it look there's like a little voice line, and it's like he's like he's talking to you as he's dying. But I think I remember that clearly not moving. Yeah, pretty funny. But those levels are great. I think it it builds to an exceptional climax. Um, you r- link up with your your half faced uh, spec ops commander buddy. Yes. Um, and then you you run into Sergeant Johnson, and he uh, seizes control of a scarab, which is a beautiful. Perfect, point A to point B. We we started out this game running in terror from this thing and, and trying to find a way to take it down, and we're ending this game empowered, united, and using it against our common enemy. And I, it's it's so perfect. It's so brilliant. It's one of those little things that people don't think about, but they should because it's a nice little detail. Um, and it, it's, you know, they intended a whole extra act to tack onto this already formidable really long game but that's where it ends it ends with the boss battle with tartars which we've talked about they intended the game to end on earth after that the arbiter would show up and help master chief and it would end the, the entire series they have concept art of the the big uh structure in the ground from halo 3 was supposed to be the end of the whole thing um but they ran out of time of course and we get the sir Finishing this fight cliffhanger and mm. I, re- I remember I remember hearing about it before I even played the game is that everyone was like rip shit that the game ended that way.
3: Well, I just don't like how it how it completely cuts to black. I feel like like while the music swelled at that point, it should have just been a final sh- afterwards. is kind of weird. Yeah, well, I think it should have been the, the as as the music swelled at that point, it should have just been a one last shot of uh, the forerunner ship just um, heading toward Earth. And then, like once the music uh, cuts, then you cut to black.
1: It's a little goofy, but it, it does it does you know. It, I think it, it achieved what they what the only option they could take was like all right, let's set up the next one. Let's, let's. Well, yeah, I don't mind a cliffhanger
3: ending at all. I just the the execution of it, I always had you know issues with.
1: Yeah, it's a little weird. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's the end of, of of one of the most formidable stories in the series, and I. You know, before we get into final thoughts here, I just want to discuss um, there's, you know, there's a significant amount of cut content. We'll be here all day if we talk about it all. But the um, the flood juggernaut was awesome. I don't know if yes. you guys have ever seen that. It's really cool yep. looking. It's enormous. It would have been. There's actually voice lines where where mm. elites are like warning you about it and stuff.
3: Yeah, you, you show me those. This is like a like a database of like, uh, you know, um, of uh, dialogue. Yeah, dialogue they didn't use. Sure. But it wasn't so. Wasn't wasn't the concept of the juggernaut that once you killed one, uh, like the the flood in the, in the, um, it, within a certain radius would all die, which made no, which would make which would have made no sense. So I think that was one of the reasons they cut it.
1: I don't know much about that, but just it, it was supposed to be like a hunter esque
3: flood. Yeah, form, well I know I've 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 seen the uh, the videos. Yeah, I mean, it looks cool. Um,
1: that and a great cool story direction that I can't stop thinking about that I wish they had implemented later on in the series is the project, the director, uh, he had this idea that Miranda Keyes was going to betray you at a certain point because mm. she that I did she, she did not trust you um, insofar as what happened on the first Halo ring with her dad. And she's basically like just kind of losing faith in the Master Chief over the course of the game. And at a certain point, you were going to come back and she was going to, to um, have met with the Prophets and be doing a deal with them, essentially, where, okay, let's let's solve all our problems here. And essentially what was going to happen was they, they would uh, get rid of their demon. The Master Chief is called the demon in this game. And what they were going to do is they were going to solder a nuclear bomb to his armor and then shove him down a hole where the gravemind was living and just to like basically kill two birds with one stone. It's fucking awesome. And I really wish that there was something like, cause it's like such a, it's such a fucking like left turn and it would have been, it would have been an inc- cause I think Miranda keys is kind of a one note character and it would have made her a little bit more interesting. Hmm. That's all I got. It's 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 my favorite game in the series. I, I I could fucking talk to you about it for days. So I won't say anything else other than it it just fucking owns. It's amazing. It's unbelievable.
3: It's just one of those things that gets better with time. Yeah. Every every new time. The more time, you think about it, the more. Right. You play it, the the more, more, more you play it, like you 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 keep noticing. You you keep learning new things.
1: Yeah. And to say nothing of the multiplayer, I think. It, one of the finest experiences of the whole saga. Most of the maps are incredible. Um, yeah. I, I have nary a bad word to say besides some minor gripes here and there.
0: That's, uh,
3: that's one I never really got to. deep I in.
0: was gonna say like, as a, a part of my final thought, um, cause I didn't play this game when it was big, like in 2004, 2005, like yeah. I only played it for the first time a couple of months ago. So I kind of missed like all that hype with Halo 2, what I mean, it, I, again, like we can't really, like, um, can't really say it enough. Where this was another how to get uh, a game that made Xbox Live popular was yeah. this, right? Because mm. everybody, if you're playing Xbox Live in 2004, you're playing Halo Two. Yeah, that's it's it. So,
1: it's so rare to get the like the one-two punch in terms of like innovation. Like that's insane that they they did it again, especially under such such constricting uh, circumstances
3: where Microsoft is really like. Fucking put it out,
0: right? <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: I, I unfortunately uh, um, I, I never got too deep into the the online of Halo Two. I never had Xbox Live. In fact, my my first foray into Xbox Live was with Xbox One. I, I never had for three hundred and sixty. Yeah, I know. I never played Halo online until the Master Chief Collection. I mean, I, I played I played it online here and there, but That's um, crazy to me. I know. Yeah. So like, it's I would all you know I would always play like local uh, multiplayer sure. with friends. And I, I, was Halo Two was the one I was so unbelievably bad at. Mm. Like I'm, like I, am okay at Halo One, Halo Two. For some, it's like one of those things. Everybody has it in life. It's one of those things I'll never get good at. So it's for me, it's that in uh, Super Smash Bros. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll, I'll always, always be terrible. Uh, oh, man. And, but so when it, whenever I play online now, it's uh, Combat Evolves. Sure. Be, nice. Yeah, even though they only have two v two, it's it's still. This is just for for gameplay. That one will always be my favorite. But when it comes to like story or just scale, um, I'd say overall, if I had to pick which one out of the series was was the best, I would pick Halo 2. Hell yeah. Easily. That it's, it's it is the it is the staple of that franchise. It's, it's like it's the
1: fulcrum upon which the entire yeah. story stands yes it's, it's it is it is the
3: empire strikes back of of, sure. of the halo franchise
0: yeah uh, nick uh, did you want to give us your final thought
2: yeah um so I, I would say i mean just to summarize it overall i would say if somebody came up to me and said hey i can only play one halo game which one is it going to be i would probably say two Um Hell yeah. even though i i think i personally for like really tiny like detailed nerdy reasons prefer one in a lot of ways two makes a lot of really good improvements it has a really tight cool honestly like incredible story in terms of what they accomplish with fairly simple means and also just like what they do with you know expanding the lore by having a different protagonist for half the game that gives you insight into the enemy that you've been fighting and just the amount that they accomplish in a fairly short... I mean, you know, first-person shooters usually have fairly short campaigns. So, I mean, the amount that they accomplish in the time that they have and to know that they didn't even have the time to do what they really wanted to do is, like, insane. But um, there are some things I disagree with in terms of, like, choices of nerfing weapons and, like, sound design and things like that. But with regard to almost everything else, like, the, the levels, the story... Um, the new additions, you know, the dual wielding, the mechanical upgrades. Uh, I, I I adore Halo 2, um, and I go. I, if you ask me on any day one or two, my answer is going to change every day. I mean, yeah. they're neck mm-hmm. and neck. I love them. Yeah,
3: I, mean, I think the only thing that Halo One really has on Halo Two is. Um, to, this, is this is all subjective. This is just me. I think that always thought the combat felt better. Um, like I mentioned earlier, the yeah. Flood felt better to fight in the first one. I think part of that is. There's like, when it comes to the infection forms and the carrier forms, there's this, the, in the first game, they had this sort of pop when you defeated them that you really felt <laughs> like you, you'd yeah. like really see them inflate and you really felt, you know, that burst. The was better. In, in Halo 2, it wasn't as impactful. Sure. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, they, they, kind they are
1: objectively, they play very different. So everyone is entitled to kind of preferring one or the other for whatever reason
0: yeah I exactly. think I, we're we're about to come up against the max. so uh, Beppy, if you have anything else you want to say about your favorite game and then and then send us off, we're maxed your out
1: little game there what you, like you have to play your little halos there yeah. <laughs> yeah No, I have nothing to say except uh, except uh, play this game. <laughs> yeah and, so, so, it's, and it's so one of the greatest uh, Beppy, games ever made.
0: Beppy, yeah. what do we like to say on this show because we're about to be maxed out for time. You have exactly two minutes.
1: Um, we we like to say, can we all get over the goddamn Halo Three already?
0: Yeah. <laughs>